right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Tapestry Podcast. It's good to be here with Wongi and Haley and Mike. And uh, yeah, we're talking about rocks and water today. So the subject is these parts of our identity that are really firm, really solid, the ones that don't change very much. And then the parts of our identity that are more fluid, things that kind of move around, maybe change over time. And yeah, I think there's a lot to talk about. And the video, uh, for those of you who might be interested, is up. You can check it out. It's uh, called Rocks or Water. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> uh, you can find it at tapestrytalk.org or on our YouTube channel. Yeah, and um, I think it turned out pretty good, the yeah, video. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, so... It looked like an ad for Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a, a few of the videos at this point are kind of ads for Colorado. Yeah, we'll have some more of those too. As when you live in a beautiful place, man. You have to you use it. Just use it. Yeah, when we, th- when we think about where, how we might visually depict the content of the script, you know, when we talk about the things we're talking about, you know, like, oh man, what if we're out in the wilderness? What if we're near some rocks or water? Yeah, just do it outside. It's pretty cool. So yeah, what, what comes to mind for you guys? Maybe we talk about rocks first, things that are pretty stable. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, what comes to mind for you guys? What, things that are stable about your identity or about, maybe we can even talk about the identities of people we're around. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like <laughs> call people out, but um, <laughs> like, man, he just never changes. <laughs> yeah. What, what comes to mind? What are you thinking of oh my first? gosh, I look up and both are looking at me. <laughs> I need to think about yeah, my answer for a little yeah, me bit. Me too. <laughs> I'll vamp. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, well, you said, you know, uh, when we talk about rocks, but the, you also said identity, so I'm kind of thinking. First, I, I thought, okay, what are the, um, you know, stable things in life? So it could be like, you know, like a house or maybe you're like, oh, which job do I pick that gives me insurance or mm-hmm. something like this? Yeah. Sort of like, um, you know, hmm. those things, those right. stable things. Yeah. And then, so with those, you know, do we draw then our, do we lean on those things and then our identity, then I feel more solid as a person because I may have these other things? Mm-hmm. Or is it vice versa where it's, I feel more stable or, you know, my tenets or my, my ethics are such and then everything else goes after that so for me at least the first you know we'll talk a little bit more but my first thought is around maybe those extraneous things to make that's what i think about you know rocks mountains things that mm-hmm. exist they're hard yeah if, if you fall on them they'll hurt because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're forever you know like yeah. uh you can't ignore them right you yeah. can't not too, yeah. they're not they're not fluid um that's just my initial thought what, what, do, you, what do you think i mean uh, I don't know. Like, when I think of stability, too, I think of, like, routine. I'm very, I, like, thrive in routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I've never thought about it in context of, like, me as a person. Because mm-hmm. um, it's funny, because I think, I like to think that I have a good idea of who I am and a mm-hmm. good sense mm-hmm. of self. Yeah. But if you were to ask me to, like, articulate any of those things, it just kind of falls apart <laughs> just a little bit. I don't really know the words to use to describe me as mm-hmm. a person mm-hmm. uh, or at least put a shape around yeah it, and right? what Maybe what that actually looks like yeah. and how i firmly am yeah i think it's easier to name the things that change a lot because a lot mm-hmm. of things change a lot mm-hmm. um, okay but to say what are the things that you always are yeah 
Um, yeah. Well, we did a survey about Haley with 10 people, and they all say that you're <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we didn't do the survey. Oh my God. <laughs> and this, you know, they say you're this kind of thing. You know? We could do that. I think we should. I think it would help me out just a little. <laughs> well, you know, it makes me think about, well, I, so I, I texted my brother the other day because I realized I had purchased yet another object that was bright orange. And really, my favorite color is blue. Uh, if anybody who knows me, I'm always wearing blue. I always get blue things. But lately, I feel like I've had a lot of orange things. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked me, like, hey, you got a, do you have a thing for orange? Like, I had some <laughs> orange wheels on my car mm-hmm. um, for my winter tires. I took them off. They're um, actually featured in one of the episodes yes, the one where I'm skiing. So you, if you look back at some of the episodes, <laughs> you'll see that. Um, got some orange shoes. And I was like, have I always liked orange? And I remembered when we were younger, my brother and I both liked those kind of bright fluorescent kind of colors yeah like at the time in the 80s we were talking about you know we called them like it was like neon yellow or whatever that was like the way you talked about right and i always chose one color and he always chose the other when those two were available they're the two popular colors kind of that high vis yellow or that kind of like construction worker vest orange um highlighters it's like the high like highlighter colors exactly Mm -hmm. exactly that exactly highlighter colors um and i couldn't remember for sure, which one it was that I always picked, mm-hmm. right? Now, having already talked about the wheels and the shoes and all the things, I'm like, I wonder if it was orange. And so I texted my brother, yeah. like, when we chose those colors, which one were you into and which one was it me at? And he said, yeah, I, he liked the yellow, I liked the orange. I'm like, mm. oh, that's an interesting little example mm. of those are th- something that I've that maybe always around. liked. It stuck around for a long time. You mentioned work or choosing what you do, you know. Once I started having a job and having the opportunity to also travel, like it's pretty hard to do your job and travel unless it's a traveling job, but certainly mm-hmm. entry-level jobs, high school age, college mm-hmm. age, you're probably not doing your job and traveling at the same mm-hmm. time, right? You've got to choose. Yeah. Like, do I work for the summer or do I go out and just travel and camp yeah. or whatever, right? I typically chose working mm-hmm. and I... I don't know why that is. I kind of envied my friends who were like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go and backpack in Europe or I'm going to go and do this other thing. And I, I think that's something that is stable about me. I end up choosing the thing, even though I'm a pretty adventurous person, mm-hmm. most of my adventures are like a day or two, yeah. maybe a week, and it's planned out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm spontaneous in some ways, but I'm going to like, like even when it comes to I've chosen to be in ministry, not the highest paying thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got friends who work in non, the nonprofit world and they, they fundraise, they raise funds for their salary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that idea at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, it feels, yeah, like I, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've chosen work in the nonprofit realm that's salaried, that's yeah. steady, that like it's just a dependable paycheck. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that says about me. I don't know if I've thought deeply enough about this <laughs> to talk about it at length. Uncovering some stuff about my. Ooh, we're, we're we're going deep. I was gonna go with like orange safety vests, you know, like construction <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ah, yeah. worker, uh-huh. like you know, like it's a uh, visibility yeah. and you know, like. Um, it's I have, known. I have it's had known. a job where I had to have a hard hat. You know, my first. WT, W2 job was that. But um, yeah, so I don't know what it says about me, but there's definitely something that's stable. Hmm. I'm pub, I like, I'm not an entrepreneur. I kind of would love to be. My wife is, 
but I don't have that like that drive to like mm-hmm. go and do a new thing that is risky in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll climb a rock that I could fall off of. I will go fast on a mountain bike <laughs> or a motorcycle, but when it comes to the life stuff, just yeah, plain it's insane. interesting. Yeah, so like I that's that. something about me that yeah. I think has been true since I was little, and it continues to be true. It's funny because I'm like also I'm pursuing careers that are also very unknown, mm-hmm. so like music and sound and all those things, mm-hmm. creative careers in general like are like. Work. What do you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but even as I'm pursuing those, I'm also finding like, what is the one that's going to give me the most stability mm-hmm. yeah. that is the most accountable yeah. and rarely are they like the highest paying ones, mm-hmm. but they're also, it's things where you're like, I know a schedule. I know it's mm-hmm. going to be coming mm-hmm. yep. and I don't yep. have to stress about unknowns or changes like that are happening really quickly. Um, Cause I stress about that. Mm-hmm. I stress about like last minute changes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. That's like choosing the that's day. That's stable this... in my personality, I guess. <laughs> I say, well, changing of the day for this podcast. No, we're okay. Recording. We're good on that. That's easy enough. Don't worry. But do so. Do those. So let's say you find stability in those routines yeah. or things. So does that then give you a launching basis to go to become more risky? So in other words, like if you felt stable in those areas, mm-hmm. then do you then feel, okay, now that's taken care of. I could be a little more risky yeah. on, on this end. Where you you're kind saying? of like saving, for me, it's kind of like saving that like emotional space to be like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't have to waste time worrying about all these things. So mm-hmm. yes, there's like, there's more leeway when it comes to spon- spontaneity mm-hmm. yeah. in other things. That's good. But yeah, I guess if we're talking about identity, that is something that yeah. is consistent. Because it me. may, right? Because I then, like feeling yeah. very secure. I'm not a spot spontaneous individual by any by any means i don't think or if we're going to be in a situation where we are spontaneous some of those things i don't call them needs necessarily but some of those things there are would things be in place and then like then, then, yeah. then we can um yeah like you can be in that yeah. space i kind of think about it to your point on creativity right sometimes let's say you have to create a cre- you're doing a creative project maybe you're doing that video mike mm-hmm. you need to be in a space to like think about it and mm-hmm. Think. Mm-hmm. but if maybe some of those rocks are not together it can be hard to to be there you know sometimes depending on our personalities yeah. some people is the reverse yeah you know some people yeah. is the reverse they thrive best in the chaos so. yes you know but there's got to be some element of chaos yeah. in everything yeah you know? what about you um does it look like i don't i don't know yet i'm, I'm kind of like i feel like uh <laughs> So for me, I'm sorry to be like philosophical, but for me, <laughs> when I when I saw your video, you're right. I did see the rock thing, right? But let's be honest too. But the, the rocks seem stable to us. Mm-hmm. But if you in, in in the perspective of time, if we look at those rocks over a million years, they're not. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But more stable than water. Yes, definitely. That's the idea. That, that's yeah. Everything yeah. is relative to one. Exactly. Another. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So the so scale can can tell us like mm-hmm. uh, what we feel. Maybe you know like. But for me, I, I try, I'm trying to, I'm still exploring that. To your point, like with uh, Heidi as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, I have a little thing in me about that. Mm-hmm. I do, you mm-hmm. know, like I like to explore that risk. But at the same time, I'm also like, yeah, but I'm not as extroverted as Heidi. So I'll find mm-hmm. excuses to be yeah. like, bring me back and be like, ah, you know, like, no, <laughs> yeah. I should just sit in this safe thing. This uh-huh. is where I'm at, right? Uh, but I am consciously trying to put myself near mm-hmm. Heidi's. Sorry, Heidi, I'm going to mention your name a lot. Hi, Heidi. <laughs> um, I think people like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, so I can, you know, 
either absorb their energy or like learn from them or just oh it's not that big of a deal right yeah. you know it, it's okay like they're they're taking risk and they're mm-hmm. they're okay with it or they're they're feeding off it right that's yeah. something like i don't know about like how do you feed off chaos um <laughs> uh, i wish i knew but strangely if you had to ask me um right now like what career i want to have i I work in environment, health, and safety, and you know, generally, it's not there's not a lot of stuff happening. But I used to before I used to be part of a team that was like sort of emergency response. Mm-hmm. So something happens, and we got to get in the room and look at a bunch of screens. I thrive on that. Like mm-hmm. in other words, like if you're like, hey, we just had a you know some plant blow up and there's chemicals in the air. Yeah, I love running to that <laughs> because because <laughs> because what I learned was when I when I first got into those situations. So for me, you'd come and you say, oh. There's this toxic thing in the air. Let's look at the books. What do the books tell us to do? Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's never textbook. Right. Right. You were just mm-hmm. describing microphones. Remember earlier yeah. when we were setting up, you're like, this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But it's not it's always that like way. That. So we, what I learned was that I would come and I'd look at this textbook and I'd say, we need to measure this agent in this manner. But then either you don't have the equipment or the environment is very different. So then you have to improvise. Mm-hmm. So what I've, I think what I'm finding about myself is like, I like that basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I know that that base is not full reality, but it's yeah. a launching point for yeah. that. And I, the rest of the risk. very much the same way yeah. where it's like um, at the bookstore, you know, like I know everything that's happening at that store pretty much at all times. But like when something new happens, it's like, oh, this is fun because it's like <laughs> it's problem solving, but you know where to start. Yes. Right. Like you yeah. don't have yeah. you're not left without the tools to figure it out. Um, that's very much um, with my sound job as well it's very much like something new is happening every Sunday morning and it's like, okay, I have to make sure this happens. Otherwise mm-hmm. we don't have any of the tools I've, I have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't go out and yeah, here's exactly. buy a new mixer tomorrow. Right. So like, how are we going to, how yeah, are we going to make this happen? Yeah. Um, and I very much like that too. Cause it, it doesn't I get boring. I love that. I love that yeah. troubleshooting, yeah. especially like techie things where it's like, yep, I've got these cables. I've got <laughs> these little bits that okay, they can plug into can it work? Yeah. yeah. I love that. So I'm, I'm curious, maybe there's a question that could draw out uh, thoughts on stability, things that haven't changed much for you. Think of somebody who's known you for a very long time, uh, maybe a family member, someone maybe who's known you even bef- like prepubescent you, right? What would they say has been the same about you then, sometime in between and now? Can you, can you put yourself in their shoes and imagine what they might say about you? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm closest to those ages than you guys are. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think for me, it's um, probably the introversion mm-hmm. um, is something that has stayed since I was a little kid. I guess when I was really little, I was really, really shy. Okay. Um, I'm not as shy anymore, so that's mm-hmm. a little bit fluid. But in terms of just like being open with new people mm-hmm. that stays pretty consistent where it's like, I need to fill this out for a little bit before mm-hmm. I can, I don't know, not fully be myself. I don't think I'm that like reserved, but yeah. it's, um, you know, to feel fully comfortable in a space. It's like sitting in a chair and just getting comfy on the couch. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. Just yeah. like, you know, adjusting. Yeah. How about you? What I don't you know. Think? I'm still thinking about that. Cause I think one thing with my life I don't, like, you moved, I've moved a lot. So mm-hmm. I don't think I have people around me that have known me right. since then. And then the people that did know me then don't know, you know now. me now yeah. or yeah. haven't talked to in a long time. Yeah, so it'd different. be 
different did have different perspectives. So, but I could I can maybe play. I can imagine. I think that's what you're yeah, asking. Yeah, imagine, dude, imagine that childhood friend. You've gotten together now. You go out for some beers, and that friend's like, "Oh man, Mwangi, that's just like when we were together when we were younger." You haven't changed. What would that be that they're talking about? What sparked that? Uh, I think I'll probably say like somebody may say like, "Oh, you you you're good to talk to, you, right?" Okay. That's always something I get from my friends. You know, like you can I agree. hold conversation. <laughs> nice. and, you know, yes. you know, um, and with that, you know, so I'm, I'm I, and I and I do feel comfortable in that realm. Like so, like like us mm-hmm. casually sitting here mm-hmm. or you know having a beer. Uh, but does that mean? Heidi again. Hey, Heidi. I'm a good, uh, I would be a good entrepreneur to pitch something on Shark Tank. <laughs> you know, right. I'm a, a good conversation, conversationalist with those kind of people, you know, yeah. and, and, and things like that. And so, yeah, so that's what somebody would say. And so I, I, I had a coach who just said, hey, take your strengths and like work on your strengths more you work on your weaknesses. Because yeah. I, I always feel like people are like, oh, you should work on your weaknesses and then you'll be better. And he's like, no, no, no. Work on your strengths. Like yeah. hmm. you can do better with that. And so That's I've been exploring this idea, okay, if, if I'm a good conversationalist and people trust me, mm-hmm. how can I become a, an entrepreneur in that sense? So maybe that's another thing. Like, So what is it that you think might make you a good conversationalist? Is it that you are trustworthy? Is it some other factor? And has that been stable over time? I think it's empathy and I like to listen to people. There you go. Yeah. Boom. There's a rock, right? There's so that's something stable about you. Empathy, good listener. I think people have said that something similar about me. I think one thing maybe somebody would say is that I've always um, looked out for people. Mm. I've, I've watched out to see that they're safe, that things are um, working well for them, that they have what they need. Um, yeah, I think my parents would say that. I think probably... Caretaker in a way. Hmm? Caretaking. Care, yeah, caretaking. Um, I've also, my parents have said this about me and some, uh, friends from years back have said that, um, people have, people tend to follow me. Like if I do a thing mm-hmm. that they do the thing, um, I have to be careful with that sometimes cause sometimes I'm doing a thing near a cliff, right? <laughs> so, and, uh, figuratively and literally that's, if well, Mike jumps off a cliff, <laughs> well, usually Mike has a rope then, yeah. but, um, and yes, I have jumped off many cliffs. <laughs> Um, it's either deep water or good ropes. Um, but yeah, I'm always making sure that I'm not leading people into danger. So apparently that's something that's been true about me for a long time. Uh, yeah. I think one of those things. I think it's why it's good you, you go with youth, you know? Yeah. I wonder, you know, yeah. in the sense that, cause you're with that, you know, you're not pushing, you know, let's, let's use a rock. You're not necessarily pushing them towards the edge of the cliff. I think you're, you're bringing them along about some type of journey and, I, that's that's what I see with you and, and how you oh, you uh, lead the youth. You're you're probably a better person at that than maybe you and I, Haley. <laughs> <not to, laughs> right? Yeah, there's probably something yes. about yeah. me that yeah. made me yeah. like potentially good yeah. At, yeah. at that kind of leadership. Yeah, and creating spaces where people feel safe, yeah. um, mm-hmm. where people are yeah are honored. Yeah. So that's a that's a good rock. That is a very good rock. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. And there are also some rocks that I would love to talk about. And maybe we can talk about it after we talk about fluid things. But one of the things I mentioned in the video is this idea that um, there are things about me 
that I have cha- tried to change mm-hmm. and it's been really hard yeah. or, or they just haven't changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like things that I don't want to be true about me or, or maybe, you know, listener, maybe you can think of some things of your own, like habits or whatever. Um, and then there's some other things I say that um, change all the time that I wish maybe were a little bit more stable. I, I, I kind of actually want to hold on to that one till later. Okay. okay. So let's <laughs> let's now talk about um, things that are just fluid about us, things that seem to change over time. Uh, yeah, the things that somebody might say, oh, you're into that now? Or, hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know what comes to mind for you guys. Hmm. I said earlier that I'd be able to name things and I'm sitting here saying, <laughs> no, I can't, never mind. Um, well, that's fluid in and of itself, right? <laughs> yeah. You're certain of that's this thing. That's my example, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know. I think there's like, things that you don't even see about yourself that are changing. Because mm-hmm. um, I've yeah, gone through yeah. pretty transformative years in the past, like, four-ish years. Yeah, yeah. Graduating high school, dropping out of college, pursuing other things. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> They're huge, So yeah. it's like, I know I've grown up, but I don't know what about me is developed in that way. Um, yeah. I think I've become more emotionally intelligent. <clears throat> okay. um, and I think more intentional about caring for other people. Yeah. Not that I, like, never cared, but more of just paying attention mm-hmm. um, to where it seems like you naturally can be attentive to people's needs or people's emotions mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. doesn't come automatically for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have to be more aware of my actions. So yeah. I think fluidity in that, um, just getting better and improving about how I interact with people yeah. has been something That's good. for the past few years at least. That's really good. Anything, Mike? Uh, the one that came to mind actually <clears throat> feels a little trivial. But um, I was uh, two years ago, I was back visiting uh, the town where I went to college, got together with a bunch of friends. Um, uh, shout out to my meeting of the men friends. Uh, back in college, we started doing this thing called the, the meeting of the men. <laughs> and uh, at the time, it was like, uh, right. we usually did it right after... Um, fall semester got out mm-hmm. and we went out to our friend's deer camp uh my friend meatball mm-hmm. what's up meatball um it sounds like a comedy it's like, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 that, i mean my life often sounds like i i relay i relay stories and be like is that from a movie is that a script um so meatball and the crew would go out for the meeting of the men out at his deer camp um his real name is mark mark alio um and uh so I went out for now, now we're like all in our late thirties, early forties. And, um, so I was out there for this thing. We continue to do it every year, mm-hmm. missing it this year. Sorry guys. Um, and I, t- I was hanging out with another friend. It was, um, actually the wife of me, Meep- Meepo's wife, yeah. my fr- good friend, Carrie. And, um, somehow it came up that I, I don't eat meat anymore. And she was like, what? Because when I was in my twenties, it was like, like I could eat like most of a cow in okay. a set, setting where like, so, like uh, we would sit down and then like the food would be gone mm-hmm. and it was because of me. And, um, if you're just listening and you haven't ever seen any of the videos or seen, um, the current video that we're recording right now, um, I'm not a real big dude. Um, people wouldn't guess about the amount of food I can eat. And so I would apparently like, I was, I didn't think about this as like a thing I was known for, like that I would eat like, like, oh, like I a chicken. People, that pe- <laughs> like, people, people would think like to. something would be like, Oh yeah, that's Mike. You take him to the steakhouse. He'll do the one 
where he gets the t-shirt, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I don't have the t-shirt anymore. I must have lost it. But like, like I can, like that was me, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the guy who'd eat all the ribs, okay. would eat a whole chicken, whatever it was, right? Things like that. And so she was like, wait, you don't eat meat anymore? I was like, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that being like a thing that people would have seen Mm-hmm. It would have been part of my identity, mm-hmm. at least to someone else. Yeah. That, yeah, Mike would be like, take down a ham. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, um, not ham. A, a ham. ham. Right. <laughs> and now I, I, I just don't eat any meat. Yeah. Hmm. And that is, has been fluid about me. And there's one that I mentioned in the podcast, uh, or not the podcast, this is the podcast, in the video, <laughs> uh, you know, I grew up not being married and then I got married right around when I was 30 and then um, and I'll be talking about this in, a, in future episodes as well uh, and I got, I got divorced mm-hmm. and so you go from unmarried to married to divorced those are all identities mm-hmm. um, and now remarried which is slightly different than married right and the nice thing I guess now about society and culture and and honestly, the church, at least the church, uh, part of the church that I'm a part of, is that uh, it's just not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't make a big deal about that anymore. I, don't, I never feel like a second-class anything mm-hmm. because my marriage to Heidi is a, a second marriage for both of us. Mm-hmm. But, like, man, when that happened, and again, I don't want to talk about it too much because we'll talk about it in a future episode. But, um, yeah, that's like kind of a core thing about mm-hmm. who a person is. Like who we're in relationship with, those titles that are mm-hmm. applied to us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot around that. Yeah. that. That turned out to be fluid, mm-hmm. and I did not think it would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was not my choice hmm. for it to be fluid. And that's a hard thing, too. I want to note two things about that. Yeah. One, that that identity of marriage to you is very mm-hmm. important. I think we've had a high Heidi moment in every episode so far. <laughs> As it turns which out, Which is yeah. great. Love saying mm-hmm. hi to Heidi. Um but two, that like when we talk about these traits of identity, because this whole series we've been talking about like what is identity, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of been a little bit of a floating question. Um, but I think this episode is kind of pointing out that they can be just labels, right? They don't have to yeah. be like deep things about us. Yeah. yeah. Um, they can be something as light as the job we do. Mm-hmm. which I guess for me is fluid. I just told these guys I, put, I just put in uh, my two weeks at the bookstore. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be a bookseller in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. which yeah. is strange to think because I really like doing that. But um, at the same time, they don't like these traits don't have to be super deep. Um, mm-hmm. Like married might be a lighter label for someone else mm-hmm. in terms of their identity as a person mm-hmm. than it is for you. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that it can change yeah. the weight of what that feels like. So, like, our mm-hmm. identity doesn't have to be made up of all of these, like, super deep traits, which I think is why I had trouble answering in the first place, because it's, yeah, like, you're right. identity feels like a big word. And even as we do the series, I have to remind myself, it's, like, it's just the things that make me up as yeah. a person, yeah. <laughs> which is so funny to throw around casually, but it is. Well, like, Nuggets fan. Right. Yeah. Go Nuggets! Nuggets! <laughs> uh, just, just won the championship the other day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Great, right? Yes. For some people, that's a huge part of their identity. Yes. Sports yeah. fandom yes. can be huge. And um, you know, yesterday, h- hundreds of thousands of people flooded downtown Denver. Yep. And and for some of them, they're there for the party. For some of them, this has been like almost fifty years of waiting. Mm-hmm. 
and it's been like they live and breathe yeah. sports and then specifically the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go with my dad to the parade. Yeah. And it was really very cool. special because he has been waiting. Like he remembers the mm-hmm. majority of this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been around yeah. for 22 years and <laughs> haven't paid attention the whole 22. So, yeah. but it was very special to like see all of the different kinds of people there. Because mm-hmm. um, everyone was kind of there for a different reason. Because you yeah, saw true. like... The closer it got to, like, the stage in the park, um, you had people that were just buying into the fanaticism, um, which I always find really interesting. Mm-hmm. It could be a total different conversation, I think. <laughs> but yeah. um, you have people, like, my dad and I just stayed for the parade. We didn't want to get into the crowds because that was scary. But yeah. <laughs> um, just the whole, it's just cool to see a community come together like that, to yeah. have that one common celebration. Yep. Um and you realize actually how much it meant to the players. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for people who are listening that aren't into basketball, um, Nikola Jokic is the greatest basketball player in the world, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, I'll agree. And he, but he's from Serbia, and he mm-hmm. basketball is not the thing he cares about most in life. And I wouldn't like. I think if you were to ask Nikola Jokic, like, how big a part basketball is in his identity, it would not be the first thing he names. So interesting, um, right? His press conference after they won the championship, someone asked him if he's excited for the parade, which was two days later, and he said, parade? <laughs> what day is the parade? And he wanted to go home. He wanted to go back to Serbia yeah. so fast. But after yesterday, yeah. um, he has a quote. Can I, am I allowed to curse on this podcast? I don't know if we ever had an actual definition. <laughs> well, we're, we're quoting. Uh, we, I we're am quoting, quoting the famous person. So... Yeah. Um, he goes, I know I said I didn't want to be a parade, but I fucking want to be a parade. <laughs> yeah. um, because I think he realized how much it meant to everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how core that is to, I think, Denver as a city mm-hmm. um, sports. So it's cool to see identity be bigger. I think that's a great point. Because, too, I think when they asked him, remember they asked him the question, it was right after the finals. Yeah, so, so like, right after. He's done this exhausting thing. And remember, he too, they, 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 they um, interviewed him on um, on the court, too. Right. And he's like, it's just a job. And he's mm-hmm. like... Not everybody loves their jobs. Yeah. And so he's like, now I want to go home. So <laughs> yeah. I could feel, I, I, I can get like, he's exhausted. He's just mm-hmm. done this thing. So he's probably like, I want to go home. And yeah. his longest season ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then if Over it's going to be, games. maybe a few days later, he can reflect and like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. This is not as bad, you know, mm-hmm. or like so I get to see it. And an- another thing, you know, you, you brought, this is a really, really great example, Haley. They play in front of like, you know, max 20,000 people, yep. in, you know, in an arena, right? But this is different, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. The scale Hundreds of fans. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Hundreds very, of very different. So they thought it could have been a million people in Denver. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the so estimates. That's yeah. huge. So, so for, I'm sure for him too, it's like, oh, dang, right? He know, yeah. I mean, he knows, yeah. but it's different. Uh, it's, it's different when you, when you see, see a million you know? people. Yeah. Uh, and that's not even every Nuggets fan no, that could come right. out that was yeah. so happy that they won. Yep. And oh. so, <laughs> and, and one more comment on that. So, you know, you on Instagram, you see, we see, I'm sure you guys, audience, you've seen this video. So I just read the comments and some people are like, this is so great from an identity perspective. Mm-hmm. He's not identifying himself solely as a basketball player. Right. He loves his horses. And then some people are like, how dare he? Yeah. He's so, you know, like he should be able to go to that parade because people want to see him right. and he owes, he should eat, he breathe, owes people, right? Yeah. He owes people to be in the parade, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they feel his identity, right. he's owned. Remember when LeBron right. James left Cleveland mm-hmm. and started burning jerseys? Like it's like, yeah, it, they feel betrayed by they betrayed. Like mm-hmm. like you don't you don't even Which know this is, dude. <laughs> yeah. I think about it too deeply. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a weird relationship we have right? with athletes. But it is. it is important to identify like 
what is owed, I guess, of mm-hmm. a player. But I think he realized just how important it was. I think Denver's a really good city for that. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone... I think Nuggets fans who know who Nikola Jokic is, if he went home to Serbia, they'd be, be bummed. Big, yeah. But yeah. they'd get it. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. Because he cares about his family and he cares about his horses. Yeah. More than he cares about basketball. <laughs> which which is, I applaud him yeah. for, like, actually. What a great, a humble and beautiful thing. Yeah. And human. Yeah. Right. We're never defined by one thing. Right. Even if you are the best at the thing, yeah. it doesn't yeah. have to be the most important thing in your life. Or is that is, you know, to you video him rock climb, like you think it's this big boulder, but to him it's like this little pebble. Like it's not that right. big. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you know, for him, what he feels is stability is like, yeah, mm-hmm. going to Serbia with horses. To him is like, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to, you know. Um, so this is, this is a, you know, this, how he views himself, but now we're talking about how other people view, I think to your earlier question, what would somebody say who was growing up with you about, you know, who you are now? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure people in Yoki's life are like, no, that's him. Yeah. That's him. You guys mm-hmm. just <laughs> yeah. only know him in you one way. You guys build him up in right? your but this is who image. We, this is really who he is. And these are his rocks, right? Mm-hmm. And then this is what his, yeah, that's what's stable in his yeah. life. That's what's stable in his life. Yeah. The horses, the family. Anything fluid you can think of for yourself? I don't think I'd be doing a podcast like this, <laughs> right? Like, to me, it's like podcasting. I think mm-hmm. I feel like I would never like that would never be me, you know. But mm-hmm. now I'm, or like, did you guys think we'd be doing a podcast like this at some point? Like, not you know, really, no. not nothing against <laughs> no. it. But like in your life, you're like, oh, you know, if somebody was like, hey, you're gonna be doing a podcast with yeah. two other people about like you know yeah. s- you know spirituality or like you know and it's gonna have this type of format i'd be like no mm-hmm. yeah it didn't no. cross my mind i guess i uh not, not even i've been a guest on podcasts before but like yeah not and a little bit know. more open-ended at that so it's not like yeah. i'm yeah. reading something and i'm yeah like, yeah we're not this isn't scripted yeah we're interpreting something or right. giving yeah. we saw something we're giving a download you know like yeah. about uh you know, a game like the sports yeah. sportscasters, like your brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, listener, just like so you that. know, like we we have a you know an episode, a topic that we're working off of, but we don't do a whole lot of prep for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it's really obvious to you. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe like, well, we should do more. <laughs> maybe you're like, well, duh. Um, but put, put in the feedback if you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let yeah. us know if you think we ought to prepare more. Uh, but yeah, for us, this is the idea of a kind of a natural conversation mm-hmm. that friends would have about uh, something that's meaningful. Uh, at least we think it's meaningful. It's meaningful to us, and we hope it's meaningful to you. And and my thing is like recording it. Like mm-hmm. I'm okay with like doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so have a conversation. But the, but the recording part is where I'd be like, why would you want to record that? Why would anybody else? <laughs> it's kind of weird. This? Like you know, what I'm saying, who would want to listen? Like number one, and then number two is like, you know, does why record it? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. why why record it? Just keep it in there but so anyways for me is the fluid thing has been op- or so therefore doing stuff like this and mike when mike comes to me and says hey Haley and i are working on this thing and uh mm-hmm. would you be a part of it and i'm like okay let's mm-hmm. see yeah <laughs> yeah you know let's let's see yeah and i do want to know it's been very special being able to do this i've very much enjoyed it with both of you so likewise likewise yeah it's been been really cool so far and we have we have, we have many more opportunities. I'm excited for the future as well. Um, I think that's a good transition point to talk about um, that thing I mentioned earlier. So we have those things in our lives that are firm, they're stable, they don't change much over time. We've got those other things about us that 
do seem to change a lot. And we've also kind of noticed that some of those are things we feel about ourselves and some of those are the way others see us, right? So the kind of internal and external stuff where maybe like with, say you're a famous basketball player, like mm-hmm. for most people, that's the thing you are. Um, and for for him, nope, yeah. like that's not, that's not like just one part. That's it's my day job. Yep. That's his day it's job. His day like job. what a cool thing. Well, it's nighttime too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's night job. For, um, so for... For a lot of us, though, there are things about us that we wish weren't so. I wish I was better at keeping a stable routine. <laughs> you know, I wish I was better at, you know, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if we could talk a little bit about those kinds of so, things. Right, let's say, so, so this would be in thinking about, you know, the rock and, and the flu. So would this be something... I want to become more fluid, I guess, maybe. Is that your question? Well, I guess or, maybe, you know, um, or is this a rock I'd love to chip away? Well, let, let's talk about a rock first. Let's talk about a thing that's stable in our lives, things that seems to always have just been that we wish we could change. Um, we're asking, this is like confession time here, right? <laughs> wasn't a true confession of a podcaster. Wasn't thinking about it in that way. It doesn't have to be deep, mm-hmm. but um, you can even talk about the concept. So, yeah, what? Yeah, and listener, we'd love to hear from you. Like, what are some ways maybe you've tried to change or um, things about yourself that yeah, are frustrating? Uh, well, I'll tell, uh, let me talk about one that has been really hard to change that I think I've made some progress on. Um, Heidi might disagree. Hi, Heidi. Um, <laughs> that my natural inclination when conflict arises is to run away, hmm. to distance myself from that conflict, especially if it's a pretty emotional thing or a thing where maybe I'm at fault, like I did something mm-hmm. wrong. Like I, I tend to run away from that. Maybe you can uh, relate. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're listening, oh, yeah. that sounds familiar to you. Yeah. Um, that can be a problem in a relationship when uh, there's tension, when there are th- uh, things that don't just go away mm-hmm. might that might mean that in the, at least in the past for me that would mean that I would then just withdraw and not engage in maybe that whole relationship mm-hmm. right maybe not the best way to go about things and it has been has taken years and therapy and deep intentionality to lean into those moments of tension and conflict and not run away and how oh man it's been so freeing because then it doesn't hang over anymore i can we can work through together whatever that conflict is whatever that tension is um so i I guess that's a thing that Turned out to be fluid. I was able to change it. But man, it was hard. Really, really hard. it's still not your first response. Still not my first, first response. Yeah. My first response. But now I can recognize it. Yeah. It's like um, when, that, when that response triggers, when I feel it, mm-hmm. I can feel it in my body. Yep. I, can, um, I can identify it quickly. And I can say, mm-hmm. take, a breath, take a breath and sit, in, sit mm-hmm. in this for a minute. You don't need to go. You can be here. Yeah. Just be here in it. So my first response isn't actually to lean into it. It's... Mm-hmm. Just to not run away. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I will take that deep breath and sit in it. And sometimes it's actually like a, um, 
maybe it's not an in person, right? Maybe it's like an email. I see a subject for an mm. email or like that little preview of the email and I'm oh, like, man. oh no, you're, no, no, no. <laughs> you're preaching, man. Yeah, I'm like, preaching? <laughs> like, I'm like, like everything Mike said. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and instead yeah. of like just scrolling away or yeah. switching windows, it's like, okay, actually I don't need that to take up any extra space in my head than mm-hmm. it already will. Click on it now. Yeah. Okay. And now you're going to reply to it now as well or engage in that conversation in person, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has taken some work. So yeah, I don't know why that one came to mind, but no, that's a very good example. I like yeah. that too. Cause it, it's, it's perfect. Email subject line. You're like, Oh, I know exactly what this is. <laughs> so you may be like, I'll read that later. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or like, I'm never ready to respond, uh-huh. you know, or me, what I do is, um, I don't like responding to emails on my phone. So I'll be like, right. I'll wait until I get home mm-hmm. so I can type it out, yeah. you know, because I'm like, yeah, cause I might be too reactive, but I like everything you're saying. I, I'm not a confrontational kind of guy mm-hmm. and, you know, I defer a lot. I tend to think about the other people and what would they yeah. do? Um, <clears throat> I don't think you're that way at all. I, I think, I, I think you go right for it. Oh, no, this is the part where you're, you're just deferred. That was the, <laughs> um, audio only people just, who couldn't see that on camera. I'm not sure the best way to describe so, that. It was super awkward. <laughs> What Mike, Mike is said. trying to force Mwangi into yeah. He's, uh, I'm tense. You notice I tensed up. I just, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was rude. And that was, uh, shed a tear. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. But it's, I, I wanted to. Yeah, I'm still um, recovering. So we had a recent trip to Japan, and I bring this up because I wonder too. Maybe Haley, you can comment if I finish. I'm like even society when we talk about the confrontation thing, and not to stereotype, but. In some cultures, you know, you you, you think more about the team Mm -hmm. and the group, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. less so about yourself. So sometimes when it comes to conflicts like those, you you may withhold them Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it may may not help the better, the larger group. Mm -hmm. So if we're at work and I need to ask you to work overtime, Mike, Mm -hmm. you're going to likely acquiesce Mm -hmm. because it's for the betterment of the, you know. I would. I would would defer to you. You know, for the group. Um, And so... Two, I wonder around us how how we're working on those things get to mm-hmm. work better or not. So in other mm-hmm. words, I feel like, you know, um, if I was a confrontational, you know, Japanese person, right, I may stand out more in that society mm-hmm. versus Americans. We're, we are confrontational by default. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> almost, yeah. right? It's kind of like, if you're not, it's kind of like weird. What do I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, almost what's wrong yeah. with you? Are you Canadian or something like well, that? You, can, <laughs> you, were, you were talking about the subway or the, the trains, yeah, right? we, Yeah, so um, this trip was amazing. It was a bucket list trip. And, and I was describing one of the things that I found fascinating. And we were in Tokyo and a few other cities. And this is a very large city. a lot of people. Very excellent public transportation system. You, you, Many of you may have read about it. But I was kind of wondering, okay, what does that mean? Excellent trouble. So they have good trains. I know you've heard that they have fast trains. Mm-hmm. But what, to me, the the what I understood, what I saw, because I saw it and I was part of it, was is that everybody participates. You can have the fastest trains, but if you don't have good boarding and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, yeah. that train will not leave on time. Um, if you don't, you know, if 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 uh, turnstiles or ticket machines or things like that are not working, the movement of those people will be difficult. If it's if you have you know three thousand people on the sidewalk and it's raining or something like that, the movement of those people in the sidewalk will be difficult unless somebody suggests a way to move mm-hmm. and then people actually do actually it. do it. Mm-hmm. So 
um, on in Japan, when you're on the train, they ask you not to talk loudly, not to be on your phone, not to blast any music, not to have loud conversation, because everybody's trying to chill. And guess what? They do that, right? So when you, when, you, when you board the train, they'll put the marks on the ground where the people coming in the train are supposed to stand, mm-hmm. and then people are coming out. Now, I've, I've seen in the U.S., I've seen stuff like that, but nobody... People don't pay attention, but what they do, they do that and get, but it becomes really efficient because the people coming out, they know they come out in the center. The people come in, come this way. If it starts to crowd, everybody moves to the middle. If you have a backpack, you switch it around. So it's Mm -hmm. in your front. So you're not bumping into people and everybody does it. Right. So, um, with that, you know what I'm, and that's great. So that's a one way of a group or or, or looking and thinking about Mm -hmm. others, um, but then, to likewise, you know, but there, when I was watching YouTube videos about what do Japanese people don't like about foreigners, they're so loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't follow the rules. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, they're always yeah. like yeah. doing whatever they want. They hug too much. So, like, and that's how you don't hug a lot. You, yeah. you know, you bow and it's, it's a little bit more distant. They hug yeah. too much or they're trying to kiss too much. I'm like, what's yeah. wrong with them? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, long story short, what, what I'm just saying is like, I think where you're at too can either allow you to if you're you know those fluid things to flow a certain way Mm -hmm. versus maybe other families or societies or locations right you know so maybe if you grew up in japan you may not feel as that you need to change yourself as much maybe maybe not i don't know and then um yeah, for, yeah, maybe yeah. Listeners who've come from uh, non kind of Western or non American cultures, is this even an issue for you guys? Um, or yeah, I'm curious because confrontation. Well, yeah. I think are there things like for us in the United States? Definitely, this you know, I've lived here my whole life. <laughs> um, maybe there's always this feeling like there's something about you that you should change, hmm. right? And there's some marketing around that too. And like, of course, advertising is all about like, you don't have this thing and you need this thing because you're not good enough. Hmm. If you had this thing, you would be. Yes. So maybe there's a difference there. I don't yeah. know. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear from any listeners yeah. what, um, maybe there's a cultural difference here. I have always felt, yeah, there's certain things about me that ought to change or that I wish weren't the way they mm-hmm. are. I shared one about, how I deal with confrontation. Yeah. But um, there are lots of things about us that we might want to change. Yeah. Not and just I, about confrontation. It's so funny because I am the direct opposite when it comes to confrontation mm-hmm. where it's like, if, yeah, I just, I engage with it and oftentimes too much. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that is the thing that I... I wouldn't think about try, that. Would you? It's so funny. <laughs> it wouldn't have been I, my guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> shy, reserved, but it's like, I don't know. I'm also slight. I have a good temper. I should say like it's it's relatively fast um <sighs> quick reaction time yes oh, um, wow. <laughs> so but in terms of confrontation and conflict mm-hmm. it's like I just don't shy away from it but then I have trouble from letting it go too far um to where it's like you know people are saying things that I might even say like drawing it out like drawing it out <laughs> or like just raising it to a level it doesn't need to be oh, okay. um you know, because then I'm just saying stuff to say it. I don't mm. even know if I'm saying anything I actually believe. Um, mm. But it's interesting because it conflicts with the values that I have. Right. Right? Because I value taking care of other people mm-hmm. and being kind to other people yeah. and valuing the good of the whole. And yeah. so when it's these very individualistic 
feelings of conflict where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm right. Can't you see that? Um, (laughs) You are wronging me. Can't you see that? Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of that like justice part of like, you are doing me wrong and you don't care. Why don't you see that? But then I'm so mad about it that it shifts it. It like flips it (laughs) directly, you know? Um, You might end up doing them wrong. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, And so it's been very interesting where it's like in the past few years having to do a lot of growth about that. Yeah. Cause I'm in a band for mm-hmm. all those listening, going to do a little self promo, listen Go. to dead boyfriend. Yes. Yay. Um, <laughs> thank you. And, mm-hmm. but bands are hard yeah. because art is very personal. Um, I'm not the leader of this band, so I have a little bit, not less buy-in, but the relationship to the music is different. Um, and so, but the band leader is very hesitant to conflict or confrontation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we've had a lot of moments where it's like, we don't know how to solve problems because mm-hmm. both of our styles are just so different that mm-hmm. like we don't know how to reach a middle. Um, mm-hmm. So over the past few years, it's been a lot of like, okay, how do we acknowledge feelings but also make growth? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is a rock in my life of... Um, that you'd like to... That I would like to change. Yeah. I'm not... I think... In the same way where you said you can acknowledge it, like you mm-hmm. know the signs and you know, um, you notice it sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the same for me. And I still think you mentioned that that would make it fluid. I think for me, it keeps it as a rock, mm. but it's a rock I can evade <laughs> in mm. a way. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Cause it doesn't Even feel fluid, right? Cause <laughs> it's still, it's, it's still there. around. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's still very much a thing I have to be intentional about. Um, I don't want to speak for you on your rock, but um, for my rock, it's still around. Yeah, I know it's certainly still there. I was saying, Mike, do you remember? Remember that that global leadership summit thing we did a few years back? Yeah. And there's this lady, I forget her name, but she wrote this book called Culture Map. I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast, but remember she talked about she's a professor at this business school, and she's she 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 teaches and talks about how different cultures. Um, interact when it comes to business and mm-hmm. she gives lots of examples about like performance reviews if you're a german boss and you have an american mm-hmm. worker how that Interesting. how that um uh, you know how the interaction yeah, occurs how it's perceived, how it's perceived um, if yeah if you're somebody from japan or something like that and you're interacting with an american how, you know and 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 here she's giving examples in the workplace less so like casual mm-hmm. but it's fascinating with that book how she explores things like you know, uh, not just conflict resolution, but like communication. Because mm-hmm. sometimes some of this stuff is like communicate. The lack of it's communication that sometimes is the the, the seed of the conflict. Sometimes, mm-hmm. and so you know, she'll give examples like uh, she'll say, and actually, I know this because I have some coworkers who said this of uh, uh, some folks, and I'm not stereotyping, but it was sort of like okay, if. If you have a let's say a, some a German boss, if you're having the performance review, they'll get right away to the things you need to fix, hmm. mm-hmm. right? And so we may interpret that as, man, Mike, that that my mm-hmm. German boss is he just focuses on the negative, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Versus what we do is we do the sandwich thing. Haley, mm-hmm. you're, you're so great. I love your phone color, like I love your yellow iPhone. I love your shirt. So let's talk about not when he's, and then yeah. we sandwich mm-hmm. something good, something bad, and then, and then something yeah, do something like that. So it all yeah. ends up 
Yep. But know, it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing yeah. versus, and I get it, you know, maybe this other dude is probably like, why do I need to focus on the fluff? Let's right. just get to what needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to dig on you. Mm-hmm. Let's just go, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so I can see where, so her point is like, this is where she coaches people on, okay, if you're the American person, when you walk out of that performance review, you feel like shit. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh man, this was so horrible. <sighs> now I gotta. There's a conflict there, or something I right. need to solve. I need to be better. Yeah. You know, I need to heal something. But sometimes it's even where we are, who we are, and where we come from, and how mm-hmm. we communicate and and engage. Yeah. That sometimes is, uh, you know, can be the genesis of that. And it's not malicious in any. Right. It's not yeah. in malicious in a certain way. Just one more quick one. You know, she talked about you know giving a, a speech. I don't remember if it was Japan, but she finishes and then she she says, "Do that." Is anybody with any questions? And nobody raises their hand. And then later on, her colleague is like, hey, people wanted to ask questions. And she's like, what do you mean they wanted to ask questions? Nobody raised their hand. She's like, you didn't give them time to, oh, to, 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 it's not just like, because if I say you have any questions, people go like this, right? Mm-hmm. Raise their hands. Mm-hmm. But her point was like, in this culture, you got to say, do you have any questions? Give it time. And then if somebody makes eye contact with mm-hmm. you, then you say, oh, Mike. Do you have a question? Mm-hmm. So it's not raising the hand, right. how we're used to, right? Yeah. So then she's like, "What do you mean? I, I, nobody asked me a question." And then the person on the other side says, "She never picked on me. I had a question, mm-hmm. right?" So those cultural cues to yeah. right. I did anyway. I, long story short, I think also culture is fascinating when we talk about these kinds of things mm-hmm. as well, where you grow up and who you grew right. up with and what those perspectives are mm-hmm. on what actually what is stable, you know, what is a rock, what is what is fluid, mm-hmm. and what. What about my identity? I would like to, you know, right. think about or what's improving what about me. What things serve us yeah, in, the, yeah. in the society. Oh, that's good, yeah. And I wonder how much that varies in the United States as a whole. We have a lot of subcultures that are very mm-hmm. different from one another. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just looked up real quick. Aaron Meyer. Aaron is, Meyer. Yep. Uh, the name of the author yeah. there for anyone who's interested. Um, E-R-I-N-M-E-Y-E-R. Correct. And... Um, I've lived on both coasts and places in between in the United States. And there are definitely different cultural expectations mm-hmm. around certain things. And yeah, so like if you're the kind of person who grew up in a really punctual society, like like you have to be on time. And when we say on time, we mean to the minute mm-hmm. or to the second. Um, then you move to another place where that's not a value. Mm-hmm. You may f- seem really rigid or yeah. really um, like tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's not actually true about you. Right. It's just what you're used to. It's how it presents. Yeah. In and so space. maybe you end up adapting. Maybe that's fluid for you. For, yes. Like, so for me, growing up around New York City, where like the New York Minute's a thing. Like, mm-hmm. like you do the thing, you move quickly. Yeah. Like um, not moving quickly is rude. Yes. In New York City. Yes. Mm-hmm. In other places, moving too quickly is rude. Is, is rude. Interesting. So, um, yeah, like... Having or eye a, contact. Like, I'm, a, I'm not... Or, a, mm-hmm. Eye contact with strangers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's... If you're in New York City, mm-hmm. that's kind of weird. It's a, a little bit <laughs> really weird. really weird. Versus yeah. if you're... Maybe in some of the... Places. Maybe in the South, you're in the grocery store. Even mm-hmm. if it's a stranger, you, just, mm-hmm. you say hi to everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. All the time. Well, know? grocery store is a great example. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. talking to a cashier, like, having a conversation about, like, your day. Yeah. In certain places, that's like... What are you doing? There are a thousand people behind you in line. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Go. <laughs> in other places, if you don't take a moment for those pleasantries, yeah, that's yeah. rude. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, can you be fluid? Is there something about you um, that you? Yeah. Or moving funny. you 
moving you to different waters. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Colorado and Colorado only, it's like mm-hmm. almost every anything goes, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to talk to the cashier and they want to talk True. to you, cool. Mm-hmm. If you talk to them, they don't want to talk, then you're not talking. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's friendliness is appreciated, but you yeah. don't, as long fair. as you're not actively being mean to somebody people mm-hmm. are cool with you being around I agree. Yeah. um it's so like, so those yeah. kind of social things are so interesting because yeah. i've never thought about like i don't know people moving through the line you know unless yeah. it's like they're actively seeing everyone behind them but <laughs> um we're rarely in places where we're in much of a rush around here right yeah denver's a curious mix of yeah kind of some of those different mentalities yeah and I, I appreciate that i i feel very at home here <laughs> Cool. Well, this has been a really good conversation. We're, yeah. uh, uh, and listener, I hope that uh, you've you've had your own questions. We would love to hear from you on those questions we asked, those things we were curious about. Um, and there there are ways you can do that. Haley, you want to give this us is a, my job? <laughs> All right. Job so <laughs> <laughs> um, you can join our conversation by going to tapestrytalk.org, and on that website you can find a link to our Discord. Um, if you join that server, uh, you'll be able to talk with us and talk with hopefully other people who are also listening mm-hmm. um that's where you can find us at the moment um, yep. and you can also find uh videos that we've been talking about you can find a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on uh yeah. really well it's those three things mostly really yes. it's the videos the podcast and more to conversation space more to yeah yeah and um yeah we're excited to be able to share these kinds of things with you um and we'd love your feedback too just on you know like what do you want to hear about what do you want to hear about in another podcast? Um, yeah, so that's Sweet. pretty much it for this one, I think. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Good conversation. Yeah. Nice. See you all.